Thank you for joining us for this new Future of IT podcast. Retailers are increasingly leveraging the power of the Internet of Everything to transform traditional brick-and-mortar stores into a high-octane digital experience. From advanced data analytics that monitor customer demand in real time to pervasive video and cloud technologies that enable shelves to sense, customers and retailers are becoming closer than ever before. However, there is room for progress. Long lines remain a pain point for shoppers. Nearly 40% of smartphone-carrying shoppers abandon their in-store purchases due to long lines, and another 21% will bail on buying if there are no registers open, according to a recent survey by Aislebuyer, an in-store mobile commerce provider. As retailers work to embrace technology solutions to reach and retain customers, will we see a day where the long checkout line is non-existent? In this session, we will discuss how we can make the last checkout line ever a reality and other innovative retail experiences. I'm your host, Lauren Moran, and joining me is Lisa Fretwell, Cisco Consulting Services Managing Director of Retail. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Lauren. I'm also pleased to have with us Leslie Hand, Vice President of IDC Retail Insights. Thanks for being here, Leslie. Thanks for inviting me. So let's get started. Lisa, what will be required to make the last checkout line a possibility? Well, I think to start with, we've got to realize that checkout lines are, are quite a significant issue. I mean, a lot of the research shows that customers get very frustrated, even just waiting for two and a half minutes of making no apparent progress will leave, let some consumers or mean that some shoppers will walk away. And over here in the UK, there was some really good, interesting research that suggested long checkout queues were costing retailers a billion a year. So they're quite significant numbers. And uh, it's, it's quite important, in the, in, particularly in the store, for retailers at the moment to get this type of thing right. So in terms of sort of requiring it, what, what you'd really like is the, is the nirvana of, you know, walking into a store and walking out with what you, what you like, what you've chosen, and actually not having to check out at all something that's automatic, something that processes what you've purchased, and then also allows you to pay for it. And that's the kind of nirvana that, that we're, we're heading towards. And we're seeing, um, we're seeing retailers play with all sorts of technologies to make that happen. But there are certain things that you can see are absolutely critical to actually make, make that happen in the future. And that's everything from sensing technologies, using analytics, also using things that allow you to kind of to scan and go. And the, the greatest invention, obviously, is the one where there is no queue at all, and, and that's the future with, with home delivery. But, you know, consumers like to shop. They'd still like to come to stores. Our, our research showed that. So actually, from a retailer's perspective, it's around really innovating and using some of the technologies that exist today to make a big impact, um, but also thinking about how you could create that nirvana and future of where you literally just walk in and walk out. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Lisa, but, but uh, you know, I like to think that, um, you know, the convergence of digital and physical retail actually creates this experience, uh, this customer experience that's never before been possible, right? And, but, but importantly, customers do like to go to stores for many reasons. It might be convenience, it might be selection, it might be, I like to touch and feel the things I'm going to buy. Um, but, but in the store is this grand opportunity to triangulate between, um, you know, how the employee, the employee in the store can help the consumer, what the consumer has access to from an information perspective right at their own fingertips, and information about product, right? So products themselves can become uh, 
communicators of information about uh, what they can do, uh, how you can interact with them, how you can use them, that sort of thing. And so in the end, you end up with this, you know, uh, sensor-enabled, mobile-enabled, um, you know, network effect of being able to connect these things in uh, ever more powerful ways. So it's, it's, it's about getting to checkout faster and getting through checkout faster, more efficiently, more satisfactorily, um, but also elevating that experience throughout, right? So that the, the whole experience of retail um, changes in the process. No, absolutely. And I think when we look at the new technologies that are coming forward, particularly when you look at sensing analytics and the fact that we can even at this stage sense someone moving around a store where they're going, how fast they're going, we can even sense their mood and collate that together with perhaps even what they're doing on, on their mobile or even using um, some sort of uh, video analytics to actually see what's going on with that consumer. And then to be able to predict what they need, you know, we talk about that being hyper-relevance, giving a, a shopper exactly what they need, where and when they, they want it, without being uh, intrusive, but actually guessing that this person who's, who's rushing madly towards uh, through the store and wants to get out of the store, being able to use analytics to actually um, sense that that person's in that rush and to even offer them a fast-track checkout capability or checkout line where literally they can go to their own checkout line that's open almost entirely for them. All those technologies exist to do that. The challenge is, is how well do they work and also um, what do the economics look like because um, retail is a, is a very thin margin world and uh, stores, are, stores have got quite a tough challenge at the moment. So in terms of stores, I think, Leslie, it's, it's as you say, it's, it's balancing that experience, that environment because people do want to go to stores, but how do you use technology in a way that speeds the overall journey and when it comes to checkout actually make it make it less of a pain. Right. Yeah, no, and I, I uh you know, we see great examples of retailers already going down the path where um they've enabled some sort of scan and go technology. You know, Walmart actually calls their technology scan and go that they're trialing. Um and Stop and Shop has a scan it mobile app. Uh, capability that that lets you that it actually they initially uh, started doing with uh, you know a fixed uh, device that the consumer checked out inside the store, um, but uh, but now you can do it on your mobile phone as well. And basically, uh, with both of those applications, you scan your items as you progress through the store, and then just speed through the, the self-checkout lane. Um, they haven't quite integrated the payment capability yet, but that's, you know, that's the next step. But there, there are, you know, challenges related to doing that, some of them uh, just being kind of wanting to funnel that customer always through the checkout as more of a, a loss prevention measure than anything probably. Um, but, but nevertheless, you know, the consumer gets the privilege of uh, kind of taking the shortcut through the exit, right? Um, and, and also, uh, you know, they, they also, um, uh, in that process of leveraging technology, oftentimes get to entertain the children sitting in the cart or <laughs> beside them. And they also uh, have the experience of spending more time in the store, which enables them to pick up more items. And ultimately, the retailer um, is interested in growing sales, growing customer loyalty. And these are two of the things that uh, the seamless checkout 
um, helps them do, right? Because uh, it affords them the opportunity to put more in their basket. Uh, and the mantra for retail has always been, you know, get the customer to add one more item, one more dollar, whatever to the basket, because that translates to hundreds of millions of dollars for major retailers. Um, but also, it, it uh, enables the consumer to really find, make trade-off decisions, um, you know, get better information about the goods that, that they're looking for, um, uh, which in the end increases profitability for the retailer because the retailer can make recommendations about products that perhaps carry a higher margin than another product the consumer might have bought, um, which, which, you know, all adds to the bottom line. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a great fan of Scan and Go in, in the UK, and we have uh, retailer-provided devices, and they're, they're great communicators as well. So, you know, in terms of the last checkout line, they they certainly help you ease that that pathway. And if you if you could integrate payment in a much smarter way than currently uh, going to the sort of self checkout where you, you scan the thing again, that would that would certainly make it an even um, uh, an even more pleasant and, and relevant and helpful experience. But I think um, having played with a few of the kind of the mobile versions, the consumer mobile versions of it, um, they just they just aren't as fast and effective. And I think that then comes back to the type of shop you're doing. If you're doing a grocery shop, then actually the last checkout queue has got a completely different connotation to if you're perhaps doing a general merchandise shop or you're buying an item of clothing or you're you're buying a, a quick top-up shop, perhaps some, some milk and some bread. So I also think one of the interesting areas is, is how retailers can innovate with a whole range of technologies to provide a range of solutions depending on what the mission of the shopper is for that day. Um, and then I think that plays very nicely into the economics. So if we look at, at the, the convenience store, for example, which is particularly uh, particularly big in Europe, you know, we, we see that actually some simple way of of scan and go on your mobile where you pay automatically when, when you walk out is something that consumers are very, very happy to entertain and very happy to engage with. And it really does solve the problem because you do almost walk in, yes, okay, you have to scan some products with your phone and you can walk out. And that's completely acceptable when you're buying, I don't know, under five items or a handful of items. And obviously then that doesn't work quite so well in a, in a big grocery shop. Um, but we see things like uh, in the Apple Store where you can scan and pay for your item on your mobile and walk straight out, and actually it, it works incredibly well. And I, I also guess one of the things, Leslie, to get you be interesting to get your thoughts on is is some of the risks and issues in this area because I remember when we first started in the UK with the scan and go and there was huge outcries and issues with shrink and age-related purchases and, and those types of challenges, um, which we, we seem to have overcome the majority. But what's your experience of, of how retailers do overcome those challenges? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because a, a lot of the early studies coming out of Europe and the UK uh, all illustrated that um, that there was actually not as much risk as a retailer might assume there would be in, uh, uh, you know, shoplifting and that sort of thing related to automated uh, self-checkout. Um, because, uh, you know, the consumer is being trusted and uh, trust is a two-way street, right? And I think trust uh, comes into this equation much more. And as, as the retailer enables themselves to focus more on relationships, with consumers and more on building and growing loyalty, 
figuring out ways to do that, and that, that grows uh, the trusted relationship. But also, um, you know, they, they do spot audits and that sort of thing, so that um, uh, there's always, uh, you know, just like the transit systems in Europe, right, there's always this, this fear that, um, uh, you know, uh, the conductor is going to come through and check my ticket today. <laughs> um, so it doesn't have to be all the time, but uh, there's always the chance that somebody's going to double check it. Yeah. Um, but, 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 you know, the other thing is I think uh, when we start to look at sensor technologies being applied to products more, right, um, and, and in fact, uh, one of my favorite uh, demonstrations, um, there were many, but, but of course, uh, I went to, a, to a, the a retail event at the Rebecca Minkoff store um, where uh, at NRF in New York and um, it was completely sensor-enabled, uh, uh, end-to-end, omni-channel commerce kind of capability where the consumer could actually put items in their basket before they got to the store. Um, products were RFID-enabled. It would be put into the dressing room, products that were like that, products that um, might be complementary to the products the consumer brought into the dressing room um, were displayed on screen and, and the consumer could easily request those to be brought to them. Or they could change sizes and colors of things that they wanted brought to them in the fitting room very easily and put them in the basket <laughs> right there in the fitting room, not even on their own mobile device, um, but on the big fitting room mirrors, mirrored screen. Um, and uh, that was quite a different kind of experience. Again, uh, very ready in specialty, right? And Rebecca Minkoff is a specialty retailer. Um, but uh, nevertheless, in other verticals or, or segments of retail, um, you know, sensor-enabled uh, capabilities are going to uh, pretty much eradicate those concerns about uh, loss in, in different categories. Um, and, it, and they also enable some of that other stuff I was talking about, which is um, enabling um, the product uh, to inform better decisions around where product is, um, how does the consumer find it, you know, maybe lighting up uh, Google Maps types, type of experiences on their mobile devices, um, the indoor mapping capabilities to find products within a store if it's essentially all lit up uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, the whole experience changes, but, you know, there's a, there's a, a lot that a retailer needs to do. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, significantly greater magnitudes of data, data management, um, data analysis, and then, of course, the most critical thing uh, related to all of this, and that is uh, driving better decisions and processes by utilizing the data better. Um, so, so lots of uh, uh, things for retailers to grapple with. Um, but the nirvana is really that the, the items uh, essentially don't need to be scanned at all, that, that you just, um, you know, walk out of the store and your mobile device um, with the ready has a record of how you're going to pay, um, charges you for them as you leave. Um, so that's, that's the, the, the ultimate nirvana, nirvana, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting you, you mentioned Rebecca, um, Rebecca Minkoff because I, I went and had the experience and I was very engaged with it. Um, and, and then at the very end was very disappointed with the payment process. So it's very, uh, right. 
very good to talk about that in context of the last checkout line because actually the, the payment took about 15 minutes for the, the lady to actually package my goods and actually take my payment. And it kind of um, kind of destroyed the experience, really. As And it just reminded me solely of you really need to look at things end-to-end end end so that you, you manage a consumer's expectation or, or a shopper's expectation all the way through. Um, and another very innovative experience of that was Hointer. And I'm not sure whether you've had experience yeah. with the Hointer jeans one. But um, that... That is, um, that is a great experience where you're literally able to select um, your jeans, that you then select them and they're delivered in a chute to your changing room and um, you can then try them on and you can return in the, in the return chute or in the same chute actually, your, the ones that don't fit and the ones that, um, that you do fit that you put in your, your smart locker for payment and it automatically takes payment. And again, you can see how technology can can make that all happen, and we can see all the elements of that 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 make that uh, you know make that transaction, make that whole experience um, really good. I guess the, the challenge I see in that type of experience is the technology is there, but the the price point is is kind of not there at the moment. And we're probably looking for a, another couple of years, if not five years for some of that kind of tagged technology, that sensor technology, so you can see things or experience and engage with things at item level to come down to the point where it's, um, it, it's, it's actively sensing versus it's a passive sensor, like perhaps some of the printed RFID things that are now coming into the ballpark for scalability. So I still see the cost challenge there. Um, yeah. I think other challenges can definitely be overcome. Um, and what, so, so Leslie, what what other examples or, or what other great things do you do you look forward to on this one coming uh, in the future? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think I think you actually hit on uh, that challenge of uh, process getting in the way of that good consumer experience, and it's process we've kind of you know as retailers um, embedded in order to uh, protect ourselves, protect our product, um, make sure. Uh, that we get uh, as much uh, as, as close to full margin as we can on products we sell, and and some of those things are you know the fact that we uh, adhere loss prevention tags to products, and that requires that retailers that are interested in doing this um, need to have a station where the consumer can detach those things, um, and where where you know the RFID example could potentially be deactivated at the gate. Um, and therefore, you know, uh, applying the same level of protection or similar level of protection, but uh, automating that process so that uh, a human doesn't necessarily need to do that. And yeah. there's the whole, uh, you know, that, that whole checkout uh, experience So um, uh, where, where things are bagged. And that can be good and that can be bad because that can be an opportunity for the salesperson inside the store to upsell <laughs> um, additionally, right? Um, but, but um, Similar to the way grocers used to make consumers, and I'm talking 20 years ago, used to make consumers walk through the store in a certain way. You know, you had to go through the entrance and you were forced to go down a certain aisle because it was like the seasonal product and they wanted you to buy the seasonal product. We don't do that anymore because the consumer didn't like it. And if the consumer doesn't like it, then we have to change our processes in order to adapt to, to what they want to do today. Um, and and I think in all of this, that's some of the challenges. You know, how do I balance leveraging data, um, automating more of my processes, 
uh, enabling a higher level of digital service. Um, uh, you know, so how do I do that? How do I leverage that to differentiate my brand? Um, but then how do I also make sure that I'm doing that in concert with what the consumer wants, right? I think that's ultimately the, the biggest challenge. I'm wondering if both of you can share in closing some advice that you have for retailers as they prepare for this future environment. What specific approaches can leading retailers take to move towards the last checkout line? Um, well, l let me start by saying I, th I think the most important thing is actually to, to listen to shoppers about what they really want. Uh, Leslie made a great point there about you know retailers used to force shoppers to do things, and uh, in this day and age, you, you can't do that. So, so listen to, to shoppers and be on, on pulse of what they want, um, particularly the millennials. Um, I think one of the biggest learnings we've had is around talking to millennials about the types of experiences they want and particularly in checkout, they've got some very different views of the world than perhaps um, the older generations. And then I think it's very much around segmenting um, your solutions and capabilities depending on your customer's mission. So if they want to dwell and have a, a gentle experience in store, that's one thing. If they want to be able to get out of store very quickly and get through store very quickly depending on what they're buying. And the solutions out there at the moment are really important to keep innovating with so that you create things that are very scalable and that are offering what those consumers want at a cost-effective price point. And I think the final point I'd make is, is coming back to the automation of processes. All these technologies, be they analytics, be they sensing, be they automation, they all provide new ways of automating processes, which takes a significant cost out of a retail store, and that's one of the key things that most of our retailers are, are faced with today. And this is a key area to apply it, and that is the checkout line. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and just to kind of uh, reiterate uh, or summarize uh, the way I think about it, um, you know, Ultimately, uh, retailers are trying to understand their customer at a micro level and, and, and engage them more interactively. You know, we didn't even touch on some of the location-based technologies to, to engage the consumer in the store more actively. Um, but, um, but they want to do that, but it, ultimately, it's all about um, understanding the context. context context of the shop the consumer is experiencing, right? So where yeah. did it start? What are they looking for? How can I help, right? How can I help? And at what level of interaction uh, do they want me to engage them? Because uh, the, the very wrong thing to do is to assume it's always the same experience, right? And that they always want the same level of experience and engagement. Um, and so it, all of that requires that the retailer is prepared, um, you know, to crunch that data in a very different way than they did before, and then to take more action uh, against um, what they've learned, right? Um, and they also need to provide better tools within the, within the store, right? Connectivity, um, uh, engaging the consumer on mobile and, and enabling the, the uh, employees inside the shop uh, to be more mobile and to engage the consumer, be responsive to consumer needs in aisle. Um, uh, to be called upon into action, right? Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, ultimately, again, it's it's all about, um, uh, you know, embedding more automation, like Lisa said, to drive down costs, but increase service at the same time. It's it's doing both at once. Uh, so that's what I'd I'd uh, sum up as. Well, I want to thank you both so much for sharing your insights today. 
And for more on the future of IT, please join the conversation, hashtag future of IT. Thank you.